0: Welcome to the Healthy Ever After podcast. The body is not designed for sickness. It's designed for full, robust health and vitality. Learn how you can live healthy ever after at restoration-health.ca. And now, here's your host, certified holistic nutrition consultant, Patty Flurry. Hello and welcome. This is your host, Patty Fleury from Restoration Health. I am a certified holistic nutrition consultant, and this is the Healthy Ever After podcast series. In this series, I'm talking to people who have chosen an alternative and holistic path to health. My guests have overcome significant health issues naturally, and they are living vibrant, robust, healthy lives. I'm hoping that their stories will inspire you to reclaim your health. I have a very special guest today who has fully recovered from a serious autoimmune condition, Crohn's disease. In fact, she has not had a sign or symptom of this disease in over 20 years. And not only has she not had a sign or symptom of Crohn's for almost 20 years, but she rarely ever gets sick. But this was not always the case. For many years she was extremely unwell. And debilitated in and out of hospital she underwent surgery to remove parts of her gut that were so diseased they were no longer even functional and she was told that she would be sick the rest of her life well that person is me and today I would like to share my story with you and help you understand that the body is capable of miraculous things if we give it the love and attention and nourishment that it needs to operate at an optimal level. So I wanna take you back to my childhood because really that is where it started. And for as long as I can remember, some of my earliest memories, I had a mouthful of canker sores, big, painful, open lesions all through my mouth and it made chewing really difficult. As a small child, it never occurred to me to wonder why I had these sores in my mouth. They were just part of who I was. And of course, none of the doctors who ever prescribed the cortisone cream, uh, Kenalog it was called, to treat those canker sores. None of those doctors ever asked my mother, you know, what I was eating um, that might be prompting my body to exhibit signs of such obvious inflammation. Nobody ever wondered, you know, what I was doing or what I was eating that resulted in these canker sores. So for years, I used that steroid cream, um, on a regular basis to manage. And I just assumed this was part of my normal life. But even then, as young as four or five, my body was already communicating its unhappiness. And it was clearly stating, I am out of balance and I am inflamed and I'm giving you signs and asking you to listen. But unfortunately, nobody knew how to speak that language. So, as time went on and we continued to ignore the signals that my body was sending, um, my body worked harder to get my attention. And as I was entering into my tween and teen years, uh, I started to develop tonsillitis, repeated frequent bouts of tonsillitis. From the age of about 11 or 12 through to 16, um, I was taking about 5 to 6 courses of antibiotics per year. And then once I was finished the antibiotics, my tonsils would be good for about four to six weeks and then become inflamed again. When the pain became unbearable and I couldn't swallow, my mom would cart me off to the doctor and he would prescribe antibiotics again. And I would repeat this ridiculous pattern for years and years. Eventually, at the age of 19, I had my tonsils removed. And unfortunately, I had no idea that my tonsils were actually the sentinels of my immune system, and I desperately needed to keep them. Um, I also didn't realize at the time that tonsillitis is a cardinal sign that the immune system is malfunctioning. Once again, didn't understand that. So as a result of the consistent use of antibiotics that I had or that I'd been using for my tonsillitis, I started developing raging yeast infections. Um, Any good gut bacteria I might have had at that point was wiped out courtesy of the constant exposure to antibiotics. My digestive tract was now home to a multitude of nasty bacteria and they were wreaking havoc in my body. And in addition to the yeast infections, I was susceptible to every cold, flu, virus and bug that was floating around. And I was often sick and lethargic, dealing with sinus congestion, um, earaches, sore throats, just generally feeling crappy. What I could not have possibly known at that time, and what nobody else seemed to understand, was that all of these symptoms were linked to the food that I was feeding my body. And I know this is a tough concept for people to appreciate because it's not widely accepted in traditional Western allopathic medicine, but just stop and think about it for a minute. You know, food is likely one of the largest stimuli we are exposed to on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. As such, it really stands to reason that what we put in our mouths has a huge impact on our overall health and wellness. Um, The right kind of food has the power to build us up, nourish every cell in our body, and really promote robust health. On the flip side though, the wrong kind of food can, over time, damage our organs, promote inflammation, um, increase our toxic load, And deprive our body of life-sustaining nutrients, which in turn is going to result in less than optimal function and the absolute certainty of illness. Um, There's a quote by Anne Wigmore that I love because I think truer words were never spoken. And she said, the food you eat can be either the safest and most powerful form of medicine or the slowest form of poison. That says it all, pretty much. Um, So I thought it might be helpful just for you to understand a little bit about my diet during my childhood so you can sort of see that I I, I don't think it was outrageously bad, although it certainly had its faults. And I don't think that, you know, illness has to stem from, you know, eating tons of candy, although I did eat my fair share of candy. Um, I was born in the 60s, and that was before fast food restaurants became ubiquitous. And my mother cooked primarily everything from scratch, and that highly refined and processed food like product industry, it it was just starting to become more popular. And certainly as we moved into the 70s, those kinds of products were going to be popular in my kitchen as well. Um, But it wasn't always like that. Now, I was a formula-fed baby, and that put me at a disadvantage immediately because I missed out on all the immune-boosting, health-promoting nutrients of breast milk. So I didn't have the best start. Um, and looking back, I now see that my diet consisted of a lot of starchy refined carbohydrates. So, breakfast was generally cereal, and while it may have been Rice Krispies or cornflakes instead of, you know, Captain Crunch or Fruit Loops, um, it was still full of simple sugars, and then lunch was usually a sandwich, so more starchy refined carbohydrates, and dinner meat and potatoes. I thought corn was a vegetable. And you know, snacking I used to eat um sliced bananas in a bowl, smothered in brown sugar and cream. Um, My mother was a baker and I recall often coming home from school to the wonderful smells of freshly baked cookies or homemade donuts, cream puffs, other yummy treats that I devoured with gusto. Um, I don't think I ate a whole lot of fresh fruits and vegetables growing up, um, as most kids don't. I do remember picking Saskatoon berries at the lake, and I loved Saskatoon berries, but we didn't just eat them on their own. They were baked into a pie, or we would smother them in cream and brown sugar. Um, My mom used to make an apple salad, which was peeled and sliced apples mixed in whipped cream. It was delicious, really, and I mean, one of my favorites, but I'm not sure that would count as a serving of fruit. you know, so I just don't think fruit and vegetables made up a large portion of my diet. Uh, my food memories as I was growing up are mainly of, you know, the processed refined kind of foods, lots of simple carbohydrates, sugar. Um, I drank lots of pop, uh, I ate chocolate bars and other types of candy, and I, I guzzled milk like it was water. Uh, milk was a snack for me, cow's milk, I would drink big glasses of it. So. I think my diet was really a standard American diet, not unlike how many people eat today. But this was not the diet that was going to nourish my body and help it recover from the early signs of inflammation that I was showing. So in grade 12, um, after repeated bouts of the tonsillitis, I developed mononucleosis and this is the Epstein-Barr virus this knocked me out for weeks. If you've ever had mono, um, it's debilitating. It absolutely um, wipes you out. I missed several of my grade 12 finals and had to arrange to write those on alternate dates. And at the time, I had no idea that the mono was just another sign, another symptom, that my body was extremely unhappy. And It was just a next step sort of in the escalating signals my body was desperately trying to send me but once again i was not listening so then in my late teens um i was 19 actually when they removed my tonsils So as I moved then into my um, early twenties, my symptoms really started to escalate and morph into gastrointestinal problems. So gas and bloating and pain and cramping and diarrhea, looking back, certainly it's not a surprise that my health continued to deteriorate because I was taking drugs for the symptoms. Um, I cut out body parts like the tonsils, but I didn't change a single thing about what I was doing. So if I'm not addressing the underlying root cause of these symptoms, obviously my body is gonna continue to be unhappy. So now that I've removed the tonsils, now it's gotta amp up. And so it morphed into those gastrointestinal um, symptoms. So I would go see the doctor, about these gastrointestinal things because they were they were pretty debilitating at times. And the doctor would say, oh, you know what? You're burning the candle at both ends. Um, you're too busy. You're stressed out. Uh, you need to get more sleep. So things will be fine. Um, and back then, I trusted what the doctors told me. I thought they knew everything. And I thought they knew what was going on in my body. So I had complete and total trust in what I was being told. I would go home try and get more sleep, try and not be stressed out, try not to burn the candle at both ends. And sure enough, the symptoms subsided until they would flare up again. And this became a consistent pattern for me over the next four to five years. So symptoms would flare up, then they'd subside, then they would flare up again. When they were flaring up, the abdominal pain was at times excruciating There were times i was afraid to leave the house in case i needed a bathroom i often felt weak and dehydrated because i mean i was going to the bathroom 12 15 times a day Um, but every time once again i went to the doctor those symptoms would be dismissed as a flu bug uh, too much fiber anxiety stress a variety of other things so The symptoms would come and go. And because the doctors didn't seem to be too concerned, I just started to think, well, this is normal. This, you know, everybody must feel like this. So I remember talking to my sister once and I was explaining the pain that I often experienced. And I told her it felt like somebody was twisting my intestine. Like, you know, when you make um, a, a balloon animal and you twist and you twist, that's what it felt like. It felt like somebody was twisting my gut twist and twist and twist until the pain was so intense, I thought I would pass out. And then it would release and go back into its normal state, I guess. So when I told my that to my sister, she looked at me and totally flabbergasted. And I recall her saying very clearly, that is not normal. So Eventually, my symptoms became so bad that even the doctors could no longer dismiss. Um, And actually what happened was I, I did my own research. This was long before the days of the internet. So I went to the library and pulled out some medical encyclopedias actually, and started researching and I found a condition called ulcerative colitis. And I thought, okay, this, I think this is what I have. And then I took that to the doctor and finally he said, okay, you know what, let's refer you to a gastroenterologist. So that's what happened, Um, saw the gastroenterologist and was diagnosed formally with Crohn's disease. I spent the next several years in and out of hospital trying to keep the symptoms out of control or under control. Um, I, was, I was sick. I was, um, you know, I was anemic. I was dehydrated. I was underweight. Um, not well. And so taking these drugs, um, trying to manage those symptoms, but eventually the drugs were not doing the trick and they had to cut me open and remove large portions of my intestine. And that was in 1991. At the time, I was thrilled to be having the surgery because I thought, okay, now maybe I can feel well again. Once again, like I didn't understand. No, my gut is a really important integral part of my health. Um, You know, but I didn't understand and I thought this was going to be helpful. So when they sewed me back up, in fact I had my surgical report, I requested it just actually recently, Um, they told me I had a very active severe case of Crohn's um, and the surgical report sort of indicates the same. And I was told that I would be sick the rest of my life and it was just really a matter of time before the disease flared up again because I had lesions throughout my entire digestive tract. So I was like 24, 25, that's, that's, a, real, um, <laughs> that's a real sentence to give to, to someone that young. So during the next few years, I felt relatively good compared to what I had been dealing with prior to the surgery. So my gastrointestinal issues were improved, but my general health was still just dismal. I struggled regularly with debilitating fatigue. Swollen glands in my throat, um, sinus infections, ear infections. My health seemed to dictate what I could and couldn't do. Like I never felt energized. I never felt vibrant. I always felt sickly. Um, and I thought once again, this this is my normal. I thought this was the way life would be. And I always marveled at how other people seemed to be healthy and living their lives. And I wondered why everyone else was doing so well. And I was just struggling to get by. I was also starting to get bowel obstructions from the scar tissue that had built up after the surgery. My bowel function would always vacillate sort of between two extremes, constipation or diarrhea. And then I would get these obstructions. It, it, was, it was, once again, not a pleasant way to be living. Every morning my alarm would go off and I would drag myself out of bed and get myself to work. Uh, you know, I'd make it through the day and I'd come home afterwards and I would just crash. I was just tired. Um, and that was kind of my life for many years. But about, it was maybe about five years after the surgery, I have a clear recollection of waking up one morning and feeling really lousy. My glands were swollen. It hurt to swallow. My ears were throbbing. So once again, I'm thinking I've got, you know, another ear infection coming up and the doctors had been giving me antibiotics for these supposed ear infections. And I remember thinking to myself, is, is this my life? Like, is this how I'm going to live until I die? I've, I've done everything the doctors have asked me to do, and I'm still really sick and unwell. And I had to face the fact that I was just really always sick and tired, and that if the disease didn't kill me, the treatment likely would. And as I lay there, sort of all of this running through my mind, I recalled an expression that I'd heard. It was something about the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome well I was done with my insanity right so I knew like I can't continue to keep doing this you know taking these antibiotics assuming this is my normal and expect to feel better I have to make a change so that morning was a turning point for me Um, as I laid there in bed I had a clear thought that there has to be an alternative there has to be another option and intuitively it came to me that like I don't have to be sick and tired all the time like this this just cannot be the way the body is designed like it can't be so that morning I decided I am going to take charge of my health and I am going to be proactive and address my own symptoms. So clearly I had reached rock bottom, right? I I was, that was my rock bottom and I was ready to make a change. So that morning when I went to work, um, once again, before the age of the internet, or at least I didn't have the internet and it wasn't big yet. I pulled out the yellow pages and I started looking for a naturopath because I thought, I've followed the traditional Western allopathic treatment model for the last, like, you know, 30 years, and I'm not getting better. So let's try something different. So I made an appointment that day with a naturopath um, with somebody named Dr. Drobot, and that was um, a life-changing appointment. It was Dr. Jobot's first year in practice, and that was probably the best thing that could have happened to me. So he was fresh out of school, full of knowledge, he had lots of time to devote to his patients, and he was, I think, still new enough to be a bit of an idealist. So it was a really good fit for me. That first appointment I had with him lasted an hour and it was the most informative and enlightening medical appointment I had had to date. Dr. Drobot connected all the dots for me and he was able to make sense of my history in a way that no other doctor had been able to do. He explained that my body had been showing signs of inflammation from the time I was a little girl. And the fact that I had not been breastfed likely compromised my gastrointestinal health, left my gut vulnerable to threats. And this coupled with sort of the standard American diet made up primarily of wheat, sugar, and dairy had been stressing my body for years. So all those years of canker sores, tonsillitis, ear infections, sinus infections, excess mucus, Crohn's disease, all signs of inflammation in the body. So my body had been sending me signals for years um, and once again I did not understand that language but Dr. Drobot was about to teach me how to translate. By the time I saw him that morning I was so desperate to get better that I would have done anything he suggested like I I was I was not happy or I was not complacent in my illness like I really wanted to reclaim my health Um, and I finally found someone who was actually making sense. He answered every question I had and he pieced together my entire history and logically explained what was going on in my body. No other doctor or specialist that I had seen had been able to provide that level of insight. They all told me it was a mystery why some people develop autoimmune conditions and others do not. Not one doctor ever looked back at my childhood problems and connected them to what I was experiencing as an adult. Not one doctor ever suggested that what I was eating could potentially be influencing my body. And not one doctor ever suggested I could do anything other than take drugs and pharmaceuticals to improve my health. Finally, I was talking to somebody who not only seemed to understand what was going on, but was also reassuring me that I could fully recover. I, it felt like my prayers were answered. It really did. To my surprise, his recommendations were not outrageous and not difficult to achieve. So Dr. Drobot asked me, To cut out the three most common dietary allergens from my diet. So, wheat, sugar, and dairy. And he asked me to cut them out for three weeks. He said three weeks was enough time for my body to start regenerating. So, in my head, I'm thinking, really? Like, this is all I need to do? Like, this was a cakewalk for me. he also recommended some key supplements to rebuild my digestive tract and my immune system because both were decimated at that point in time. So once again, a couple of key supplements and, and eliminating wheat, sugar, and dairy. Like that was not difficult. Um, driving home, I was unbelievably optimistic and just full of relief. He, Dr. Jobout gave me back my power. And this information was like an epiphany. So things that had been mysterious were all of a sudden clear and questions that I had were now answered where there'd been doubt. Like I now had this clarity. It was an opportunity to start my life over and not have to rely or depend on anybody else. Like I was reclaiming my own power. So I followed through on all of his suggestions with absolute commitment. Um, and what was amazing was that in a matter of days, days, I started to see a difference. My ears weren't throbbing anymore, you know? So those ear infections, supposedly that I needed antibiotics before or needed antibiotics to to help. Guess what? Once I cut out wheat, sugar, and dairy, ha, My ears aren't throbbing anymore. My glands are not swollen. The phlegm and mucus in my throat was starting to dissipate. All of this in just a few days. It it was astounding to me. So after three weeks, I was thrilled and I was feeling so much better. So I mean, really, the motivation to keep going was high. I mean, if, if I had managed to do that in three weeks, like what, what more could I achieve? So, with Dr. Jobog guiding me, I continued on this path of, you know, no wheat, no sugar, no dairy, and learning to eat real food, like whole food versus processed and refined food. And in the beginning, believe me, I was making a ton of mistakes, but still, the the body doesn't need perfection to function. it It's just looking for a little little support. So every day was a new experience. I mean, I was shopping grocery shopping differently. I was scouring recipe books for inspiration. I was buying and cooking with foods that I had not previously eaten. I was revamping recipes that I had used in the past so that they conform to this new way of eating. And it was awesome. My husband was a little skeptical at first and and maybe a little resistant, but for the most part, he was a willing participant. And when he started to see the positive results I was getting, he just jumped on board completely. My first year, it was a bit of a roller coaster. I, I would feel really, really good. And then I'd kind of fall off the wagon a little bit, or I would allow some wheat or or dairy to creep back in and those symptoms would flare up again. It, but that was a beautiful thing because my body was providing immediate feedback when I ate things that were not nourishing and nurturing. So having that uh, instant response from my body, it was really helpful in keeping me on track because The minute I would eat bad stuff, I would start to get that sinus congestion, that excess phlegm and mucus at the back of my throat, which I still get to this day if I'm not eating well. And those are symptoms that some people just assume are normal, right? People just assume it's normal to have acid reflux or to burp or to have gas or to, you know, have ear infections or runny nose. Those things are not typical those are all signs that the body is malfunctioning. So if you're sitting at home right now thinking that, you know, your, your acid reflux is just normal. Think again, it's not, that's, that's your body communicating to you. So I always think it's amazing because the body is speaking in a language that is so intuitive and it's so understanding of what it needs. And, Once you get in touch with that and you you learn to recognize those signals, well, the sky's the limit in terms of how you can support your health. So as I started to learn all of those signs my body was sending and understanding that form of communication, I was making adjustments left, right, and center. And once again, just getting healthier and healthier. So as time went on and I I was getting better at consistently eating wheat, sugar, and dairy-free because 20 years ago, it was harder to do. I mean, now going to the grocery store, there's a plethora of products that are available that conform to this sort of clean eating. But back then it was a little bit harder. But anyway, as I got better at it consistently, I I was calling it clean eating. And I started to appreciate that once you eliminated these things, um, there was a whole world of choice available. It just didn't typically come out of a box, a package, a container, or a carton. And as I became more consistent in my eating and reading those signs from my body, my health just continued to gain momentum. And really, after about two or three years of my clean eating, I started to experience a robust and vibrant level of health. Um, I was not getting any colds or flus. My ear and sinus infections, gone, non-existent. My throat was never sore. I had no more excess mucus or phlegm. My nose was not dripping continuously. I had increased energy and I was feeling better than I had felt in my entire life. And all of this through some dietary changes and a few key supplements like The body is capable of miracles i mean it was amazing and just mind-blowing that this is all it took to reclaim a level of health that i did not even know was possible and it wasn't hard like i want to talk a little bit about what i eat on a daily basis because I, i don't sit around eating seaweed sprouts and kale all day long i eat yummy and delicious, satisfying food every day. So eating a whole foods diet is not boring, it's not tasteless or deprivational. In fact, it's the total opposite. Eating real food is exciting and delicious and satisfying. And once you get the hang of it, um, it's, it's pretty easy. It does take a little more time, but instead of looking at that as a hardship i really look at it as a labor of love cooking with real foods is a wonderful opportunity to fuel your body with life-sustaining nutrients that will ensure your health and vitality so whenever i'm in the kitchen preparing food i remind myself how fortunate i am that i can shop for and cook with these wonderful ingredients that are going to keep my body healthy for many years to come. So it's not a hardship. I'll tell you what's a hardship, being sick, being debilitated, spending your time in bed, not being able to engage in activities that you enjoy because you feel like crap. That's a hardship. So my diet includes a lot of fresh fruits, a lot of fresh veggies, Um, Nuts, seeds, legumes, organic meats, primarily chicken and turkey, um, fish, organic eggs. I don't count calories and I don't measure fat. If I'm eating real food, I don't think there's a need to worry about grams and calories and measurements. So on an average day for breakfast, I might have um, a smoothie usually starts with a base of spinach and then I would add some non-dairy milk along with a good fat, so some avocado, some berries, um, maybe some hemp hearts, shredded coconut. Um, Chia pudding is one of my favorites, so chia pudding with some fresh fruit. And then lunch, always try to have um, a vegetable packed lunch, so a big Greek salad or maybe some sort of vegetable soup, um, you know, just something with a lot of raw um, veggies. And then, you know, for dinner, I might have something like fish. And once again, a bunch of vegetables. I like to have a little bit of raw um, food at every meal because the raw food brings digestive enzymes to support the digestive tract. So that's always really helpful. Um, and then for snacks, wow, I, I have great snacks. So maybe an apple with almond butter and hemp hearts. I like to eat some cut up veggies with maybe some hummus or some other homemade dip. Uh, I like to snack on trail mix. I make my own trail mix with a bunch of maybe nuts and coconut chips and maybe some raisins or something like that. I like to make fresh green juices because there's nothing like juice, homemade fresh vegetable juice to give you an infusion of nutrients that just makes your body sing. Um, Another tenet that I like to advocate, and this came from Dr. Drobot 20 years ago, is the 70-30 rule realistically i think in today's busy world it's virtually impossible to eat clean nutrient dense organic whole foods 100 percent of the time but the body is this amazing machine and it can function optimally even if you're only giving it what it needs 70 to 80 percent of the time the other 20 to 30 percent you know what life happens And we know there's going to be situations when it's difficult to maintain, you know, your whole foods diet. And there are going to be times when you just want a treat. I have been known to enjoy an ice cream cone on a hot sunny day. Um, If I'm on vacation in Italy, you know what, I'm eating the pasta. And when I go to the Calgary Stampede or some other fair or festival, I'm having a corn dog smothered in mustard. 70-30, 70-30, right? I live I live by that rule. The other day, I was having breakfast, so I, I made myself something called a monkey ball, or I call it a monkey bowl. So I had some leftover uh, brown rice in the fridge, and I, as I was rummaging around trying to figure out what I'm eating for breakfast, I saw that brown rice, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna make a monkey bowl. So I take the brown rice, And on top of that, I slice a banana, I add some raw cacao nibs, some shredded coconut, um, some pecans, some cinnamon, and then I drizzle like a bunch of almond butter over the top. Oh my gosh, right? Every mouthful was amazing. Like it was so delicious. And as I was sitting there eating that and each mouthful, I'm just going, "Mm, this is so good. I remember thinking to myself, there is no way someone could enjoy a box of, or a bowl of boxed, extruded, like processed cereal as much as I was enjoying that monkey bowl. Like there's just, there's just no way packaged, processed, refined food is lifeless it does not provide joy like the way real whole foods can provide it just it can't happen so as i started to enjoy this unbelievable level of health i started to really become passionate about the power of diet nutrition and how much it could help the body so i i thought i've got to turn this passion into a career and i went back to school and i became a certified holistic nutrition consultant so that i could share this knowledge with other people because you don't have to look far to see someone who is struggling with significant self I- health issues and following all the traditional medical treatments, you know whether that be drugs or surgery, um, but people aren't getting better. In fact, some people are dying of their illnesses. And I believe this is because we're not looking at the underlying root causes of our unwellness, and we are not addressing that from the inside out the body is not going to be able to recover if you do not nourish it with the right food. Once again, going back to that quote from Anne Wigmore, food can be the most powerful form of medicine. I think Hippocrates said that. Um, Albert Einstein said that. Like there's so many people over the years that have pointed to the importance of our diet and nutrition. And yet this is not something that traditional Western allopathic medicine even acknowledges as um, a a factor in our health. So, you know, when I was diagnosed 25 years ago, um, I was told diet had nothing to do with my illness, not a thing. And even now, 25 years later, I have clients, nutritional clients who are coming to me that have just recently been diagnosed with Crohn's and colitis. And it's still the same thing. They're being told that diet has nothing to do with their illness. So, but once again, if we look at how much food is prevalent in our lives, it stands to reason that what we put in our bodies is going to be reflected in our overall health and wellness. We are what we eat, plain and simple. It's been over 25 years now for me since I was originally diagnosed with Crohn's and supposedly there is no cure for autoimmune conditions. That's what we are told. But I have been symptom free for almost 20 years now. Um, Because of my Crohn's diagnosis, I'm considered vulnerable, uh, like babies and frail old people, but I am far from vulnerable. I experience, I think, a level of health that most people can't imagine. You know, when, when I was sick, it felt like the disease dictated every aspect of my life, and in some respect, I felt like a prisoner. But once I started nourishing my body and reclaiming my health, a whole new world opened up to me. So over the last 15 years, I mean, I've been able to engage in activities I had only dreamed about previously. Um, My husband and I travel extensively, you know, Costa Rica and Vietnam and Mexico, London, Paris, um, all through the US. And I always eat local food without any problems. Um, In fact, I volunteered um, back in 2006, I went to India, Burma, and Thailand, where I volunteered with a group for three months. And I did not have to worry about my health. I was eating locally prepared food, I was being exposed to all kinds of new bugs and bacteria, I was traveling in really remote and isolated locations, including the jungle and countryside. Um, and yet I was able to stay healthy my entire, the other, like the other members of my group, there was, I was part of a a group of 16. So there was 15 other volunteers. Every single other volunteer was sick with, you know, dysentery, um, fever, diet, traveler's diarrhea. But I maintained this level of physical health the entire trip. Um, I also became a certified fitness instructor, and taught a variety of classes, including aerobics and strength training, for many years. Um, once again, that wasn't anything I could have dreamed of doing when I was sick and debilitated. Um, in 2009, I participated in a triathlon, and really, just because I could. I, I, I'd always dreamed of that, and didn't think I'd ever be able to do it. So all of these accomplishments and milestones help remind me how blessed. I was to have found my way back to my own power and to reclaim my health in ways that I had not previously thought were possible. At present, I continue to enjoy excellent health. I eat yummy and satisfying food every day. Um, I work out regularly because I believe that moving your body is a critical component to staying fit and vital and living a long life. I have five grandchildren that I enjoy spending time with and I still have the energy to do lots of fun things with them. I have a wonderful, fabulous marriage that's fulfilling and rewarding and we are you know, very active like I mentioned with traveling. I love walking my dog and spending time with him. Um, Several years ago, my husband and I were able to purchase a home in California, Carlsbad, just a little bit north of San Diego. And we traveled there quite a bit to spend time at the beach and get some sun and humidity. And I feel incredibly blessed to be enjoying this really rich life. And I know that if I had not made the dietary changes I made back in 2001, I would not be where I am today. There's just no doubt in my mind that those changes saved my life. And the more I learn and the more I read about um, diet and nutrition, the more I understand that it is the cornerstone of our health and well-being. Um, There's what they call blue zones. And I'm sure that some of you have heard of these areas. And these are parts of the world where people are still living into their 90s and hundreds without autoimmune conditions, without cardiovascular diseases, without um, you know the inflammatory kinds of conditions that we see prevalent in North America, like arthritis or fibromyalgia or those kinds of things without hearing loss, without degeneration in eyesight. And what what is it about these blue zones? Well, there there are some certain things that they, they have a more collectivist culture, so they do value all members of the community, including people who are aging. So they value their elders. They have a real sense of community. People pull together. So they're not as isolated as we are sometimes in North America. They also work very, very hard. They've got some, um, you know, physical jobs, whether that be farming or fishing, um, you know, but they they do lots of physical labor versus sitting at a desk all day. But their diets are critical to their overall health and wellness so in the blue zones we're seeing um, no processed and refined foods generally plant strong diets and also just about all cultures have some sort of fermented dish that is traditional in in their their diet and Fermented foods are incredibly important to our gut health and our gut health can also influence our health tremendously and provide us with a lot of protection because 80% pretty much, 70 to 80% of our immune system lives in our gut. So having a really, really healthy, strong, vital uh, intestinal system is important to our overall health. So once again, when we look at these blue zones, yeah, are there some things that, that contribute But diet and nutrition is huge. So as, I guess, a, a North American, we have to really examine what it is we are eating and whether it's nourishing us or whether it's contributing to our unwellness. Because I continue to be astounded at how my body works. It speaks to me daily and it informs me what it needs and what it dislikes. And as long as I stay in tune with my body and listen to all the ways it is communicating, I am able to maintain vibrant health. I have intentions now of living well into my nineties and hundreds with robust health. I am not the least bit interested in being sick. And I know that if I take care of my body, it will provide me with everything I need to continue living for many years to come. If I can achieve this, I know that each and every one of you can achieve similar results if you're willing to make a switch. So thank you so much for listening. And I really hope that some of my story has inspired you in some way to rethink your own approach to health. I know from firsthand experience, we do have the ability to reclaim our wellness. And I believe 110% that the body knows what to do if we give it the tools it needs. We do not have to live lives full of illness, pain, disability, and even death because our bodies are not designed for sickness. They are designed for robust, vibrant health. And I encourage you to reclaim what you've lost by taking charge of your health today. So be sure to check out my website at restoration-health.ca for more information. Or to sign up for my newsletter. And my wish for all of you is to live healthy ever after. Until next time, it's Patty Fleury. Stay well.